Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. I'm James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, which is the San Jose Mercury and the East Bay Times. And I also publish and edit theweeklydriver.com, which, by the way, you can now find 200 of our episodes archived. It's pretty impressive, I think. Very impressive. And we have an impressive guest, but he fell through. (laughs) He fell through. And who was that guest? That guest is Al Unser Jr. And it was going to be great. He's got a new book out. He's got a new book out with the, the best title of a book I've heard in a long time. It's called The Checkered Past, which obviously is the checkered flag and his checkered life. Um, so with all good luck, I'm going to maybe um, spoil it again, but he'll be our guest next week if the public relations person um, keeps I hope to her it word. Goes through. The, the book is very revealing. You've, you've read the book yep. with the last two chapters to go, you said. Yep. That's the only thing I saw. I didn't catch the summary, but I heard... Read, you know, all the meat of it, so, nine-tenths of it. By the way, it's Bruce Aldrich, my co-host, is sitting across the table from me. By the way, Bruce, um, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. If you were a non-motorsports fan, you and your wife, Aline, like NASCAR, you like cars, you like the sport of motorsports. If you were a non-motorsports person and somebody gave you this book called The Checkered Past... And you read it. Would you think it would be of interest to? I him? think it very interesting. Good. I liked all the motorsports part. Yeah. And I'm really not interested in drug addiction and right. and all that goes <laughs> yes. with it. Yeah. That's, I, you know, it's not in my realm. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting to read it, just knowing that this guy who admits in the book that he was a marijuana, he calls it an addict. Yes. And he was a daily smoker, and he was doing that while he was racing. My to goodness. me, that was fascinating too. How you get away with it and how you perform at a high level. Right. It begs the question. I don't know back in his time. I think I talked about it earlier. In 1987, I was working at the Monterey Herald. I, I knew very little. I know very little about motorsports now, but I knew nothing then. And I went to a press conference, and I'm pretty sure it was Danny Sullivan, Little Al, and Bobby Unser in this press conference area that was about as big as your backyard. And um, there were four or five journalists there, and, and I got to meet those guys. And I'm wondering back then, and I'm wondering now, do they have drug testing in motorsports in the IndyCar world? I don't know if they do or not. I don't think so. Not okay. not back in the day. Yeah. Okay. They started testing him when the word got around that he was, uh, you know, using whatever kind of drugs. Gotcha. And they, so they started testing him, and he started coming back positive. So like other motorsports book, this uh, A Checkered Past uh, is is co-authored, um, or as told to maybe, I'm not quite sure the wordage, but the guy who wrote the book has written Motorsports Forever, and um, the excerpts that I read, it's you can tell that it's a, a journalistic book. It's written by a journalist because it's well done, it's, it's well constructed, there's good sentence structure, it's, it's a well-written oh, yeah. book. Sure. It, is, it isn't just stream of consciousness, it's a, a regular nonfiction book as told to a journalist who writes in his words. So if you like, that's true. Yeah. If you like motorsports, though, um, he's an insider, so he yes. knows he was friends with Tony George. Yes. He worked for um, the captain, who's that, um, um, the Penske, Roger, Roger Penske. Penske. Yes. Um, who now owns the raceway, right? Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he knows about the IndyCar split with, with Cart and... Uh, IndyCars, he did uh, 
endurance racing. He knows about uh, the old, the big GT cars and 24-hour endurance stuff. Yes. He he knows it all. He was uh, he did some testing with NASCAR. Mm -hmm. He knows NASCAR and when NASCAR took off in the 90s. So yes. he's had conversations with Mario. He's had conversations with Richard Petty. So so he's the, he, he's the guy. He knows all about motorsports. Gotcha. I think I, in, in the cover of the book, I think he's written, this is fourth or fifth book maybe, and he was a journalist for 30. I didn't catch the, yeah. what the author did. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, not to say too much about it, we hope that he'll be our guest next week. And there are so many questions, of, um, you know, family, what his life is like now, um, why he decided to write the book. Um, you know, the Unzer family has had tragedy in its uh, not only his story, but other family members, like, as you mentioned earlier, like a lot of motorsports families, there's something about motorsports families. It's you're in an occupation where people die and there's tragedies. And so we'll talk to him about that. Um, he talks couple. about not wanting to crash, knowing how car that how dangerous the car was. Yes. And saying to himself, I can't crash this car. Well, that's I'd never heard that type of talk out of a no race car driver. That means he has he had fear. Exactly. And most of those guys... This like, was in the early 80s with yeah, IndyCars. IndyCars. Like the guy who, you know, I had a chance to talk. Oh, I'd like to ask him about the guy I interviewed. Colton, what does he think of new IndyCar drivers? Are they sure. of the same Sure, we'll ask him all that. All yeah. that stuff. So hopefully next week our guest will be Al Unser Jr., little Al, and um, about his, his book, a, a Checkered Past. I, I can't wait for that. He's going to be very interesting. So, uh, Bruce, you have um, some family, good, exciting family news to talk about, I think. Oh, back to my truck yeah, and my please. We RV yes. stuff. Yes. Uh, we finally got an RV. We ended up not ordering it and waiting six months. We were going to buy a used one. Yes. We've been looking for a used one, and then the dealership where we were going to order one yes. called up and said, hey, the one you want is here. The person who ordered it, you know, dropped out. They put so, a deposit on the house, and it fell through, and now you yeah, get the house on I, wheels. We got the house on wheels, so we got our uh, our fifth-wheel motorhome. Can you tell us what kind it is? Uh, Keystone Cougar. Okay. And 24 RDS. What does that mean? It's yes. about, the way they measure it, anyway, it's 29-foot long, fifth-wheel. Mm -hmm. And it grosses out, gross vehicle weight is 10,000 pounds. Oh, boy. Five tons. That's it. Actually, in fifth wheels, that's small, but... <laughs> yes, but for a learn there's a learning curve to drive. five tons is five tons, right? Yes. That you're hauling down the road. Anyway, in our truck, uh, we ordered a uh, Ford F-250 about a month and a half ago. Yes. And it was supposedly going to be made uh, two weeks ago. And then we got word it wasn't made, but it's supposed to be made like, like now. So we'll see when it actually shows up. It's coming from Indiana. That's where the F-250s are built in Indiana, and I'm out here in California. So yes, have they they, get, um, they rail them out, and then wherever the port, may probably San Francisco area. Okay. And then it'll be trucked up to Sacramento. Since I've never purchased a car, well, I haven't purchased a car in a long time. I've never purchased a truck, and I've never purchased a vehicle from Indiana. Are, are there some emails back and forth, and they say, hey, we still had a microchip problem, or... We, we know that the trucks, do they give you updates, or you just kind of hope that once in a while you hear something? How does that work? Uh, the updates are, are pretty weak. Okay. And actually, we know it's my wife's uh, classmate owns the dealership. Gotcha. So 
I don't know if we're getting more information than normal Joe or less information than normal Joe. Right. Because in theory, he's not making any money on it. You ever heard that story before? Never. <laughs> yeah. So this is our friend ordered it for us, yes. his dealership. Yes. And he's not making any money. So wow. not a lot of feedback. But I don't know if we're actually getting more feedback or less feedback than, gotcha. than average Joe. It's your own experience because yeah. how would you know? Yeah. Um, well, I hope I get to be somewhere toward the front of the line of friends and family who get to be in this thing at some point. Oh, I'm in the coach. Yeah, in the coach. Yes, in the okay. coach. Yeah. And um, we could do our next podcast there. I can't wait till we do a, a podcast from Actually, it. Actually, it'd be a good sound room compared to sitting out here in the patio. Absolutely. Have you, and you, have you guys determined where you, is it going to be in Truckee? Uh, we're going to, uh, we just went actually to the storage lot yesterday okay. where we're going to keep it. It's indoor facility. Gotcha. And looked at all the, it's like, I don't know. I didn't hear a size, but it's this enormous warehouse. Is it in this area or out of the it's, area? It's like two and a half miles from oh, my house. So great, great, great. Very close. Well, we, we will. Now we're going to have a remote studio in your storage place. Wouldn't That's, that be cool? Yeah, be cool. As long as they have, I've read about these places in Florida uh, magazine I work for in Florida did, had me do a story on on these some of these very very high end uh, storage facilities for Ferraris and Lambos and so forth and and um, it's they, not quite that I know I, I, good, I, but, yeah. I know uh, but the these guys they it's like a, an old boys place an old an old boys place where um, yeah it's you know their, you have your car there but it's also a gentleman they play cards they, there's a smoke you know, your cigars smoke your cigars exactly and, and these things are you know you buy in for 100 grand whatever it might I forgot what the money is but it's not cheap and so what better place to have you know 25 of your closest friends with all of their fancy cars and you can outdo each other all the time and you bring the cuban cigars and I'll bring the 100 dollar bottle of scotch whatever it is no it's perfect for it's those perfect. guys perfect. i mean they can afford their own places but they go over there and they're all alone. Right. This way, you got friends there. That's right. And uh, actually, I got in a little bit of trouble, uh, kind of a because some of the places that were mentioned in this article were uh, um, wanted the publicity. They wanted because they had spaces available. So for them, that they got written about, and uh, some of them were completely against it. They wanted to be. I, I mean, I didn't write about them without the referral referral only yeah we got enough people yeah, we got enough people why yeah. did you do that blah 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 and but it was all uh, i didn't do it you know under the table i did it with permission but they anyway they some liked it some got didn't. in trouble again huh? got in trouble James? again i just you know <laughs> you know those journalists they did dig under rocks when there's nothing there but um anyway well good for you guys so it, before the holidays before christmas well we're hoping by the end of the month maybe okay great hoping by maybe that's, that's will you still talk statement. to the will you still yeah. talk to the little people can i still be the podcast co-host yeah we'll see okay. we'll see how it goes okay. it's, uh, it's to be to be determined um well good for you guys now there's a lot going on in the automotive there's always something good going on or something controversial or whatever um Elon Musk? Elon Musk, Tesla has decided that it's, well, he's decided that Tesla, I should say, it's, it's really Elon Musk. You're right. They're moving to Texas. And you've raised a good point. It's, he's a businessman. He's an eccentric billionaire, a businessman. He owns a car company that changed the automotive industry. And he decides to move to Austin, Texas, I believe. And what do you think, Bruce? What is it? Is it? 
will Texas welcome him, or are they going to say, hey, once he steps out of line, are they going to go after him too like they'd go after other people? But um, what do you think about that move? I understand Texas is a good uh, business environment. That's why he went there. Mm -hmm. And when I say business environment, uh, as far as taxation and uh, EPA-type rules, yes. you know, California has a lot of its own in-house uh, Air Resources Board and other yes. regulators that that are not good for business. So he moved out of here, out of California, mm-hmm. to make more money. Hey, what's wrong with that? Nothing. That's what a business is supposed to do. That's right. But I, especially a guy like that. But I, you know, his Fremont plant where he produces his Teslas is still here, and mm-hmm. someone mentioned that they even have plans to expand it. So he's still oh. going to be. Com- building cars here mm-hmm. and over in just outside of reno and sparks nevada mm-hmm. is this big uh, gigafactory i think he calls it where he makes all the batteries yeah so he's still going to be there in nevada but corporate offices and where he's cited officially is now texas yeah it'll be interesting to see what that's all about i heard the other day kind of in my world that for the longest time, Tesla had a marketing and public relations division, which, you know, most major companies, regardless of what area you're in, they have a marketing and public relations, communications. And he, several years ago, stopped that. There was no marketing, no public relations, no communications director, nothing, because he was tired of answering media questions. And on one of the automotive forums that I look at periodically, someone announced they were going from being a journalist to being communications director for Tesla. So he's, whatever that means, we'll see what, what, you know, how, what they spin, what they don't spin. If the person's great at their job, if they're not so great, it'll be interesting to see journalistically what happens with Tesla as it progresses where well, it goes. Well, you know, he's got a pretty good product. It's expensive product. Yes. But it works well, so he's got enough customers, apparently. Yeah, he does. And, and you know, every it's it's like... Um, he doesn't get the tax credit anymore, either, his products. No, he doesn't. It was like 6500 or $7,500 that the feds would give a customer when they bought his car, but yes. not anymore. Not anymore. Um, that was by design, though. That's, they didn't, like, do it to punish him. It was, uh, I guess each company has a certain number of cars... Yes. That they'll give a credit to, and yes. he exceeded that number, so it's no longer valid for his company. But Yes, we'll see. Uh, I mean, they are against them. I mean, they're, they're fighting. There's, there's lots of egos between the... Well, in California there yeah. was, and that's yeah. Yeah. supposedly why he left. Yes. Um, by the way, um, I, I've told you before, but I'm trying to get the um, Hyundai... Nero? Uh, hydrogen car oh. for us to go to the L.A. Auto Show. I mentioned that before, I think. I, you know, I know you're against it. But by the way, that car costs $60,000 for, for a small SUV hydrogen car, 60 grand. But Tell us how many hydrogen stations there are in California again. Um, well, the, the last time I drove, there were 60. And now I believe that there are more than 100. But still, really? Still prim- I thought we were on 43 still. No, no. But it's up still, to 100. Okay. But still. Primarily in Southern California still. Um, but from here in Sacramento, the closest one is Harris Ranch. Did you smoke while you were filling? <laughs> no. However, I'm not def- I'm, I, I don't have any stock in Hyundai. But 
um, seventy five hundred dollars. Since you mentioned that, there it's okay. seventy five hundred still available, and you get fifteen hundred from California. So the sixty becomes fifty one, and then they give you three years. Or free hydrogen. Free hydrogen. So they're they're saying that's worth about fifteen grand. So uh, that would bring fifty one down to what thirty six. So is that if if you're kind of on the fence about hydrogen, or you can buy a Honda Civic for yes. twenty seven. Right, and it gets forty miles to the gallon. Right. So so, but if you're if you're a real uh, environmental person and you know you want something different, okay, um, it's an option. It's yep. an option, but. They haven't sold very many. And no. Is it lease or are they actually selling them? That's a good question. It's the, still the uh, Toyota Mirai, the Honda Clarity, which hasn't sold worth a damn. And now this new Hyundai Kona? No, Hyundai. I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. But there's only three of them, and none of them have done very well. So your, your point's well made that. Makes the electricity, uh, electric cars look awfully good, huh? Yeah, it took, what, 20 years for the Toyota Prius to sell 1% of the cars in the United States? It took 20 years, so what is a small fraction of hydrogen cars? Point zero 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 zero, whatever. And they're only available in two or three states still. New York. But California, and is it New York that yeah. follows California as far yes. as uh, rules? <clears throat> yep. And uh, missions standards and all. Yeah, and I think I mean, that they're, they're going to keep putting screws to the um, fossil fuel cars. So that's right. It's either it's New York, California, and either Oregon or Washington, or maybe a few scattered cars in those states. So maybe Hyundai will help us out there. Maybe they won't, and we'll we'll take another car. But we'll 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 have some good wheels. I'm pretty sure. To go yeah, to I've told you that uh, not even a quarter mile from here is a hydrogen station. That's right. Is it is that at Watt Avenue? No. Yep. It hasn't blown up yet, so. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. Now, um, what else is happening? Oh, I went to Sea Otter Classic uh, bicycle race, um, second tier road pro race. And it's it's interesting because this is at a major motorsports complex, at, at Laguna Seca Raceway, uh, WeatherTech. At Laguna Seca. WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. And um, I've been to the event 25 times. It was it hadn't been held since 2019. Pro mount, pro roadside's not very strong still. Mountain bike, downhill, those events are still really strong. And of course, it's for um, recreational riders mostly. But in the infield, they had a lot. They had a pretty really good expo with almost 400 vendors. So I was going along, and I see this man and a woman, and they've got two kids, and and. Uh, I talked to the guy, and he, he invented this um, uh, miniature miniature uh, escapod, escape pod, right? Escapod. It's a trailer. It's a Art. trailer, and um, sleeps two in, in the bunk inside, uh, and a tent that can sleep. He says he and his wife sleep in the inside, and the kids sleep up in the tent. Maybe they switch that around. I don't know, but it can sleep five. If it's three it's a high-tech, miniature, lightweight, right, towable trailer. Yes, at a great price. At a great price of only which is forty-five k, <laughs> including the kitchen. Blah blah blah. But it's forty-five thousand dollars. It looked pretty cool. It's a small market kind of. Maybe you could pull it behind the hydrogen car. <laughs> you need a vehicle that can tow fifteen hundred pounds. Fifteen hundred. Okay. So, which is probably most any sedan. I'm not sure. Uh, Many sedans, I'm sure, and, and any small SUV, right? 
Yeah, like my Subaru back. Uh, yeah. A lot of those yeah. uh, RAV4s you could, you could are 3,000 pound. So um, that was very interesting. And then um, I was showing a friend at a local coffee shop, and he was showing me other varieties, uh, one that he and his girlfriend are going to purchase. It's made in Oregon, and it looked even more elaborate, and it was the entry level was far less than that. But they offered three or four, up and including to about 60000 which had a ba- bathroom and a shower and so on and so forth. So I'm thinking maybe this is a subset, since I don't know much about the RV industry or the trailer industry, maybe this is a subset to the niche of RVing, which really isn't even a niche anymore. It's a, it's a majority way of people living, right? How many people are, well, we're selling our house, we're going to live full-time in an RV. A lot of people. Well, that's pretty popular, yeah. yeah. But this niche, this is a niche uh, of a niche. $45,000 uh, crawl into a little eggshell is, yeah. is real niche So, and where can you take that? You can boondock, right? You go yeah, side of the I road? Yeah, I think it's more for boondocking, right? Right. They're not going to go into a... To a park, RV park, and, uh, you know, spend $65 a night in that little thing. That's for boondocking. Right. And so if you boondock and you have one of those, what do you have to go to McDonald's to go to the bathroom? What do you do? I guess you do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. It was interesting. I I like, I I have the guy's brochure. Maybe we could do a podcast episode on how this guy came about to invent this. He looked like he was maybe 35 years old a wife and a couple of kids and I thought well this guy good for him you know great name escapod I love the sure. love the name there's actually like the state parks a lot of them don't have uh, full services and full hookups it's it's for camp tent camping okay and so you use this in a tent camp spot mm-hmm. and they have actually have bathrooms at the at the campgrounds correct yeah. so you can shower and use their bathroom facilities you know if you're going to like Yosemite or any of the big national parks right they have tent camping areas, and this thing would work well in the tent camp areas. Okay. And um, it, it, so I guess you could make the comparison. This is the, this is the RV trailer version of a tiny house. People who love to live in tiny. You have one T-shirt, one fork, one spoon, one plate, and you live in a tiny house. This is a person who likes minimalist stuff. Well, that or it's uh, they're tent campers. Yes. And this is luxurious tent camping because if the weather turns foul, you can get inside your little cocoon, mm-hmm. and you're you have your own uh, cooktop and whatnot instead of using a uh, a little barbecue. Gotcha. Um, L.A. Auto Show is also coming up. I'm changing topics, um, and we have a got we've gotten a couple of notices that. We're all signed up, right? We're, we're good to signed, go. We're all signed up. I have to talk got to you about our freebies. Yeah, we got our freebies. Uh, we got our accommodations. I'm, I'm glad I raised this. I'm going to ask you about accommodations when our episodes are done. <clears throat> we have a couple of new options, but got a notice the other day of a new awards program that's open to the public. I don't know if you got that uh, email, and they're calling it Zevas. Z e v a s. Well, it's brand new. And it's called the Zero Emission Vehicle Awards. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post this in the next day or two, hopefully. And you vote now. It says vote now. You are invited. And um, This is for the public. If they go LA Auto Show website? Yes. Um, the Zivas 
voting community pulls from the people who actually buy and lease vehicles, not automotive insiders. All in all, the Zivas are a different kind of award, forward-looking, reflective of today's vehicle buyer. Our panel judges are you, or is you. Um, why now? Electrification is the biggest transformation the auto industry has um, experienced in 100 years. Uh, let's see, a small type. With interest accelerating and conversion deadlines approaching, startups and autom automakers alike are re uh, responding with a flood of new zero emission options. Of course, then you go to the top of the page, and here are the categories. Top Compact ZEV, Top Coupe SEV, Top Crossover SEV, Top Crossover ES, uh, Above 50 Grand, Top Hatchback, Top Sedan, Top Sedan Above 50K, Top SUV, Top Truck. I didn't realize that there are, in this instance, How many trucks are there besides the uh, F-150? Well, the Maverick is coming out, right? Is that? But nothing's out right now. Nothing's out right now, no. So um, this is an interesting thing that we've been about, uh, asked to be a part of. And uh, the LA Auto Show has launched a brand new People's Choice Award to recognize electric and other zero emission vehicles. This is the Zivas, and we need you. So anyway, I'm going to post this uh, on theweeklydriver.com, and you can be a part of this um, new award program. We'll see if it's a complete bust or if it's a success. Uh, and that, <clears throat> of course, the auto show is, we're going on November 16th, 16, 17, 18, coming home on the 19th. And we're going to do a show in the next week or two with any good luck on why auto shows are still relevant. And we were approached with that idea. I didn't know it was a thing that people were concerned about that. But Last week, the Geneva Auto Show was canceled for the next two years. It's the biggest show in the world, right? The Geneva Auto Show is huge. Reason? Um, I'm guessing it's COVID, but I really don't know. If it's lack of product, if it's some other... I, I just saw the headline. I haven't looked into it much, but maybe the people who are... The automakers pulling back on their marketing? Maybe all of, all of that. So that'll be interesting... Maybe the people at the LA Auto Show are kind of forward-thinking as well, and they're seeing this, and they're saying we we have to put the word out to the media that um, we're, we're not, not dead. We're huh? not dead, and so we'll, we'll see what that's all about. Maybe there's some other reasons that we're just not savvy to. I don't know what they are yet. I think they're great. How else do you know what's out there? Exactly. I don't know. I think you have to rely on journalists. Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> like everything else, there are degrees. Of, there are journalists, and then there is journalists, right? Um, so we're looking forward to that on the horizon. Um, like a lot of events, this will be the first time in two years they've had an auto show. So we're going to go back. 2019 was our last really, Hurrah. really fun time that we had down there. They <laughs> spend a lot of money. They waste a lot of money on journalists, I'll tell they you that. They waste a lot. We're not, we're not, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. But it, um, we'll see whether it's EVs, like I just mentioned, the zero emission cars, What's going to be back in vogue? Pickup trucks are still rocking. Um, is sedan, our sedan, sedan's going to come back. What? Well, everybody, everybody's going to have an electric car there this year, right? right? Yeah. There was a handful yeah. two years ago. Everybody's going to have a either the, a car that they're selling or a car that's due out soon. Right. And would you still 
consider one or not consider one yet? Are you still? Oh, I'm. I've really warmed to them in the yeah. last four yeah. years. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. the infrastructure is really uh, broadening. Uh, this is in California, of course. Right. If you live in Wyoming, probably not so much. No. But in California, it's definitely, the, I think the infrastructure's here, and the choices are here, and the range is up. Right. Now, Rivian, speaking of California, Rivian is just about to just go gangbusters with, now we're seeing some early reviews of them on the internet. Some of the bigger uh, car websites have been invited to test uh, drive the car so far. Um and they're coming, what's the thing, like a whole kitchen? You pull out the, the kitchen out of the side of the car now, you have that option. 400-mile um, range, and when you get in the upper areas of that truck, excuse me. And um, I, I just can't wait for, if, if I was a player, if I had some money to spend, I would be, I'd be buying some of that Rivian stock. I think it's going to go great. Back to the cars. Yeah. I, to me, the, the electric car is still like for a second car. It's still not good for primary use just because of the range and the and the infrastructure across the U.S. Now, if you never leave the state, you're in California, you never leave the state, and you're, yeah. you live in the Bay Area, you live in, down in L.A. or something, mm -hmm. yeah, that's all you need. Right. But most people like to be able to, you know, head out to go to across the state and to a neighboring state at least and look at a national park or go yeah. for a, a road trip, what have you, not have to think about where the next stop is and have to stop every 150 miles for a top-off. Right. Just, it's still a different way of life. When you were still employed at the state of California, right, you lived, you live about, what, five miles from where you worked, five or six miles, something yes. like that? And if you had an, even one of the early editions of the electric car, you could have driven that car to work, plugged it in downtown somewhere. And that's about all I could do with it. That's about all you could do with it. But now, you buy a Rivian. Go, yeah, well, yeah, or yeah. any of the, uh, the four-wheel drive, I can go to mm -hmm. up to the snow country, mm -hmm. live 100 miles away from the snow. Right. And there's chargers up there, and yeah. that's an easy drive, 100 miles, and they're four-wheel drive. Right. Or most of them, you know, the Teslas, certainly. So we can predict, and we probably expect, that when we go to the LA Auto Show, that, like you said, every manufacturer will have at least one. And will they be promoting those and at the expense or at the not as much time to promote their gas-powered cars? Will the emphasis... I think it's, I think it's still going to be... They're, they're still second fiddle. Okay. That's probably right. We'll see. It's I mean, even the Mustang, the Mach-E, remember? That yes. was two years ago. Yes. That had a big, uh, they, it was up on the circle platform, right? Up on the big stage, and they did their debut. Mm -hmm. But it was still, you could see it was a sideshow, not, not the main event. And then, lo and behold, the car that we, you and I both liked, that we drove, you liked it first, you saw it first, and you went to one What's of the functions, the Bolt. Oh, the Chevy Bolt. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's in trouble, too, with all kinds of issues. So yeah. it's lost a little bit of its luster in the last couple, three months with the big recall. And, and it, it turns out it was right after I drove it when really liked it. And then that the recall came out, and it's you don't hear anything. I, don't, I haven't seen one for a month now, at least. And uh, so uh, that's, uh, that's going on. Uh, L.A. Auto Show again, November 16th uh, through 19th. Hey, Bruce, I wanted to um, do some ho housekeeping, I guess is what you call it. So I wanted a cup to, of coffee. A cup of coffee. 
I wanted to tout my website a little bit. If, if it's We don't do that, I don't think, often enough. So I want to remind people that um, please visit uh, my website, theweeklydriver.com. It's been around since 2004. It has a nice, clean, new design. You redid it, right? I, we redid it. And um, nice new logo. Sections are better. Pictures are bigger. It's much cleaner look. And you can sign up for a free newsletter. You can visit our 200, this will be 201, uh, podcast episodes. They're all right there. You can see them on the website. You can go to any major podcast platform you like and listen to all of our guests. We've had, I think we've had great guests through the years. Um, some people very well known, some unheralded who are really interesting people. And then we also have this function that is called buy me a cup of coffee. And you can go in and you can buy Bruce and I a cup of coffee for as little as $3, which would maybe buy us a half a cup of coffee. and Or you can contribute on a monthly basis or one, one time, whatever you like. It's, it's via PayPal, but there's also a function in there that if you want to do it via a credit card, you can do that. So it's at the bottom of the main page. It's at the bottom of every page. There's literally an icon that looks like a cup of coffee, and you can click on that and uh, support us if you think that we're worthy of supporting. Uh, Bruce, is there anything else in the automotive industry that you have that's uh, in the news, so to speak? Anything happening? The only thing that's in the news, it wasn't, uh, I don't know, it's about the automotive industry Mm -hmm. per se, but uh, Tesla has its Gigafactory in Sparks, Nevada, and they travel Highway 80 constantly to their, uh, where they produce their cars in Fremont, and on that 80 corridor, that's where there's a lot of truck accidents. It's up in the mountains. It's yes. a mountain road, and there's frequently bad weather. And Anyway, just about a month ago, one of their trucks carrying their batteries uh, jackknifed and flipped, oh. flipped over on 80 and held up, and I got was in the tie-up. Uh, it was they closed the road for 10, 12 hours. Really? That long? It was a hazmat Ooh, boy. hazardous material spill when those when that battery truck flipped over and then caught fire. So batteries are not a... We, Thank you, we, we laugh We laugh at hydrogen blowing up and right. this and that, but uh, hauling batteries around and each car that has batteries in it is a potential fire hazard and hazardous chemicals. So they may not be a panacea. I love that word. Uh, what I mean, but gas has its problems those too. Are, every, is every, lithium? What I, else? I think they're even beyond lithium ion now. It's a, they call it something different, but it's, okay. I think it's similar. But and it's explosive, potentially. Well, it it can burn anyway. Yeah, it can burn. Okay. All right. I, and I wonder. This is I know nothing about that. Is it? Is it? If it burns, would it be like? Alcohol burning, would it be flameless, or do you know? Good question. I didn't see the fire. So. <laughs> I didn't see the fire. Okay. I saw the backup, and I'm in, I was parked for like three hours, but I did yeah. not see smoke. So I I'd had that flashback to being at Sacramento Raceway 100 years ago where there'd be a spill, and the guys would be jumping around because they're on fire, but there's no flames, right? The old methanol days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Big Daddy Don Garlitz and Cha-Cha Marlani, and I just had a flashback. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so... Well, that's interesting, Bruce. I wonder if they've had more than one of those. Fires? No. Uh, 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 hazmat uh, spills? Hazmat uh, spills with, with... Probably, but I've never heard of them until yeah. I got, you got caught, caught in, in this, and they, they did reveal, and there was 
Twitter pictures from the CHP. Oh, okay. But not as it was burning, so I don't know how it burns. I assume it just burns just truck parts and plastic yeah. and stuff. But I, I wonder if know. you have to extinguish that with a special chemical. Possibly. Yeah, I don't have know. To talk to a fireman. Have to talk to a fireman. Well, that's it for our um, way. We were news hounds today. We covered a lot of bases. That's why we're we're a news journalist. That's why right? we, we drink coffee. That's right. We drink coffee to get this babble on. Anyway, thanks everybody for joining us on episode number two hundred one of the Weekly Driver Podcast. And to reiterate, our podcast is available on theweeklydriver.com and it's also available on all of the major outlets or as other people say platforms platforms, wherever you listen to your podcasts we're on it so check us out we'll see you next time see you next time